Hello, and you are listening to the Gotham Chronicle podcast, powered by the BatmanUniverse.net, where we like to power your podcasts and power them good. Do you like power in your podcast? Do you like your podcast to be about Batman? Well, do we got a website for you, the BatmanUniverse.net. Come check them out. Anyway, this is Josh, and joining me this week is... Now you're playing with power. This is <laughs> What's that from? That commercial? It's a Nintendo commercial. Okay, now you're playing with power. Nintendo power. Gotham power. And boy, what kind of power does Gotham have this week? In an episode that we like to call a bitter... Is it a bitter pill to fall, swallow, or just a bitter pill? Yeah. Uh, God, I forget. Right. <laughs> a bitter pill, etc. Uh, to Wikipedia. This episode's called A Bitter Pill to Swallow. Uh, Bruce, you know, wants to get lucky with his best girl, Silver Sling Cloud, but wouldn't you know it, he keeps on getting cock-blocked by Alfred and his ex-girlfriend, Selena. But Selena says, wait, I have to tell you, before you give this girl your V-card, there's something that you have to know about her. What is it? I'll tell you next week. But I have proof. The first part of the sentence actually was from the comics, right? <laughs> Bruce is trying to get with Selena or Silver Sling Cloud, but Alfred and Catwoman keep getting in the way. Didn't that actually happen <laughs> in the comics? Um, I don't know about Alfred getting in the way, but, like, like uh, Catwoman and Silver, um, I, I know she got mad at his engagement in Batman, um, Cacophony, or was it, no, Widening Gyre, she's like, I wore costumes for you, Cacophony. she never wore any costumes for you, <laughs> so, Indeed, so, so that happens, um, Edward Nigma and, um, and Oswald Cobbpot are really excited, because they're having their very first sleepover, you know, oh boys, you know, they're going to stay up all night and play Xbox and, um, you know, and drink soda and, um, you know, and kidnap Galavan's man and kill them and bond over their love for murder. You know, that's totally happening. Gordon <laughs> got jumped by <laughs> Gordon's like, I may have arrested Galavan, but I won't stop until we have enough evidence to put him away. You know, like cops, cops should Yeah, be. yeah, but he gets yelled at for it, you know. So Gordon, you know, um, Ben Grimm, an inconspicuous red shirt who will live forever, um, you know, go to Gal- go to Barbara's apartment, or excuse me, the redesigned set <laughs> of Galavan's apartment, um, where, you know, where they're looking for evidence as uh, Waldo tries to kill him. And according to Donovan, you know, uh, the girl from Doctor Who is sending people to kill him too, including the Flamingo. Who wants to eat some Gordons for lunch? Nom 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 delicioso. Well, I don't know if you remember this, but like, he's the pink flamingo from the Grant Morrison run of Batman and Robin. Yeah, I mean he he uh, the pink flamingo, yeah. not, not the flamingo, the pink flamingo. Yeah, but he's not called pink flamingo in this, isn't he? Just like flamingo in this. His boy's name is Eduardo Flamingo. Yeah, and he has. Um, I don't remember. I don't remember any kink head. in this episode, but. Well, his, his hair had that kind of thing in his head, but. Uh, what? Well, there you go. So they're holed up in there because, you know, Ben Grimm um, loses his uh, superpowers temporarily. So uh, if he moves, he's going to bleed out. So, you know, they're waiting there for reinforcements as they're fighting off assassins by the numbers. In the meantime, you know, Lee's pet dragon follows her to work and she has to hide him from, you know, uh, from the new commissioner or she gets fired. What will she do? All this and more on this week's episode of Gotham, Donovan. That might as well have happened, because where else was she in this episode? <laughs> in Reno with Bullock. Yeah, Bullock wasn't in this whatsoever. Not even mentioned. He's in Reno with his fiance, you know, enjoying, you know, apple teenies with uh, Crispus Allen, Renee Montoya, and, um, oh, who else, who else is missing from Gotham? Who else is in Reno? Poison Ivy. <laughs> yeah, but like, <laughs> does anyone really miss her? Yeah, she's over there like, mm, does anyone have any salt right here? Oh, thanks, Lucius Fox. Nice to see you here. <laughs> Anytime. So, what did you think of this episode, Dawn? Okay, um, there's a lot to like in this episode for me personally. First and foremost, Michelle Gomez, who I love and everyone should love because she is uh, currently playing Missy in the Peter Capaldi era of Doctor Who. And she's as fun to watch in this episode as she is in those episodes. She's basically playing the exact same character. She dresses the same. She kind of has the same, like, 
uh, mannerisms and uh, <laughs> there's no real difference in like performances. That being said, she's awesome. So like right away, and it was funny because like they announced her casting. I feel like last week. And then she's like, like in, in, after that episode aired, and then she's in this episode. So like, it was almost like a late edition casting. But you would have thought that they filmed this episode like a day ago. Anyway, so I, I love her in this episode. <laughs> Maybe they did, for all we know. Whoops. Um, there were parts of this where I felt it was really, really gripping and thrilling. Um, and I'll elaborate a little bit further. Like, like, like this, the fight in the room was a bit kind of, you know, engaging. When you say the fight in the room, um, which... Was- yeah, no, that's not very specific. I mean, like, the one where uh, uh, Lieutenant Surge gets stabbed in the leg and uh, they're fighting off all the assassins. Lieutenant Surge? Part- <laughs> <laughs> okay. Awesome. We'll use all the names, the fake names that we came up with because they're a lot more entertaining than Barnes. Um, so, there, there are parts I quite like in this, but, the, by the, honestly, the episode reached a point where I was really, really, really not having it, and I know everyone in, 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 who likes this show is just kind of rolling their eyes at this point, because I'm, I'm always a broken record, but, like, I'll elaborate further with this show, but, like, honestly, this, my goodwill has run out, and I, oh, by the end of this episode... Oh, you this lately, I thought. Well, uh, by the end of this episode, I, I really hated how this episode ended up. I, I, I hated it, and... This show is officially on notice for me because, like, it, it it's it's found its way in a, into a certain like salivatory rut where this essentially basically they're substituting like characterization and development of the plot for just incessant violence in a way which is really pissing me off. And it, I, I don't know how much longer I can last watching the same thing over and over again to the point where like I, I, I was liking this episode at first but by the end I, I straight up didn't like it I, I have to say and I'll try to elaborate further uh, all I can do is just apologize Oh, um, I've been really getting my butt you know just to dwell into the personal life of Bertone which my personal life is my work life unfortunately um, I've been really getting my butt kicked on work so I had to I, I had to watch this in two sittings once like as I was falling asleep before bed and then the rest at like you know five o'clock in the morning before the next shift. So um, that might've affected my enjoyment of it somewhat. You know, that being said, uh, this episode for me, I didn't hate it, but like, I wasn't loving it the way that I've loved the last, I think two or three episodes, the last two or three episodes were really strong for me. This one was more mediocre, but it didn't jump out at me as like, Oh, this sucks. There were some things that I was disappointed in and some things that, um, were set up, you know, in previous weeks that I didn't feel were carried through as best as they could, which we can talk about. But, uh, you know, that's, I mean, this this was, uh, well, that's Gotham. Let's see, you know, what next week brings. Um, that, that's how I felt about it, you know, more or less. Which, uh, which plot line should we talk about first? Do we want to go major to minor, or do we want to kind of lead up to the big stuff? Because, like, we had, we have a Bruce and Alfred thing, which, you know, Bridgerton to Selene and Silver St. Cloud. We have a Jim and Bar- uh, no, Jim and Hercules Rockefeller scene uh, that leads into the Pink Flamingo. Riddler and Penguin have a very... <sighs> I, 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 did you see my Facebook status last night? Something about, like, Yowie. Um... Yeah, that, that, was, that was their scenes. Um, and I, I would, I would actually love happened. to talk about that first, because that was where the episode... Fell, sure. fell off for me a little. Um, in one way, because I was really excited to, like, see them, like, you know, team up. Because, basically, they were in a play. Both of them were in, like, a place last season where they kind of, you know, both had something on the other in a way where they couldn't just, like, do this whole, like, oh, you go your way, you go mine. Like, they they, they kind of had mutually assured destruction and, you know, um, almost forced to, you know, help each other type thing. And um, I was a little annoyed when... There's some characters on the show, like, you know, Davi Mazals and everyone that he shares a scene with, like Davi and, you know, Alfred and uh, Davi and Carmen, like, they have good chemistry together. Um, you know, Ben McKenzie and um, and uh, Marina Bacaran's chemistry is so good that they're actually, you know, doing ben it. Ben McKenzie has, has pretty good chemistry life. with everybody he tends to share a scene with. But, like, the chemistry for Riddler and Penguin for me is still a little off. And the banter that they're trying to do with them, like, it just doesn't work for me. Like, when Riddler was like, oh, you know, uh, like, what's this, this, this? Are you going to kill me? Because at this point, that would be a welcome relief. Ha, get it? Because he's so annoyed by him that he wishes he was dead. Like, it... 
I don't think they're going for that. I think they're going for like you know his life sucks and is over. That like <laughs> it's not so much like you it kind of came off. It kind of, but he kind of had that like tone of voice as he was saying it too, and he was like kind of like oh you again. And I liked it last season when they were first meeting, just because of the circumstances. But I feel that like you know where these characters both are in their lives. Like I I don't want this you know. What feels like to me forced, you know, like, oh, you, you know, like, I'm s- – and I want to – See, I, th- I, see I, th- I think you're really sensitive to certain TV tropes that, like, sometimes you see them where they aren't there. Because I wasn't really getting that, like, kind of – they were playing with it a little bit, but I don't know if that was the main thing to take away from the scenes. Well, t- talk, to, talk to me about how you felt, you know, sell me. Well, I mean – well, there, there are things that I liked and I didn't like. I quite liked Penguin's characterization of this. He's kind of like really, really annoyed, um, not really having any of, you know, Nigma's whatever he's doing. And, like, uh, he, eventually he starts crying. But for the most part, he's kind of pissed off, and I like that. I like seeing Robin Lord Taylor demonstrate that, that side of the Penguin where, like, you know, he's not trying to suck up to anybody, he's not trying to impress anybody, he's just done. And he, he does feel different. This is a, I don't think we've seen the side of him before where he does feel like he's in a position to feel this way properly. He doesn't care that Galvan's ever said, you know, his mom's gone and he, his empire is destroyed because he wasted it all on cosplayers and he just wants to leave the town. I want to know more about his empire being destroyed. Like, I understand you're on the run because, like, the mayor, like, wants you dead. But, like, now that the mayor's in jail, like, you know, like, you still have this whole empire. Like, it can't have crumbled that quickly. Well, I, I, li- I, I liked his, uh, uh, just his expression of his thought process. I did not like the the Riddler because basically it's kind of confirming what, what I, you know. I I, I started killing people and, <laughs> and I'm so different. And you and me, we have a destiny together. For one thing, and I've said this, I've said this before. I don't like the idea that like the Riddler killing people is what makes him the Riddler. That I just, did not like that, yeah, because that that was in this episode a little more too, and and you were trying to tell me a few weeks ago, no, it's not that he loves murder, he loves you know almost. Well, being in this in, the, in that scene in the morgue, the way that it was being described, it was was more like the the thing being caught. But this one, he's explicitly saying like you know, I get to throw out of killing people even if it was my girlfriend, and this is just like I I, I don't want to like repeat myself because I, I I sound you know unintelligent if I, if I just harp on the same thing, despite the fact that that's what they're giving me. But seriously, like, 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 where do they, where are they, where is this coming from? Where, where do they get the idea that like the Riddler is? I mean, they don't, they, they don't know what they're doing. But like, I, I'm personally sure they for have me, a plan, but hey, I just don't like. Oh, it. that's that's awfully generous of you to think. But, but personally, for me, it's it's uh, this leads to a lot of the episode. Like, they really get off on killing people in this show. Like, 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 like it, it is legitimately masturbatory, and I think that like. Having the, like, like, you know, near the end of the scene in the episode, we're like, you know, where's that lackey that you told me about? Over here. And they're, like, kind of taking him out of the closet, like they're getting out, you know, a gigantic slice of cake. And, like, they look this, they look this really, really giddy over, like, you know, messing up. Like, what is it with Gotham and, like, characters who are evil just loving torture? Seriously, like, like, like that's just, like, the, the knee-jerk, you know, tigress, ooh, I want to pluck somebody's eye out. Or, you know, Barbara Keen, like, you know, like, oh, oh, blah, 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 blah. Or, like, the penguin, like, like, like all of a sudden... Everybody who's a bad guy in this show are like the exact same type of every, everybody's Mr. Zaz from the comics, except for the you know scarring thing, and it betrays a serious lack of imagination to the point where they're 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 trading off of macabre violence in the face of actual interesting characterization. You know, yeah, the Riddler is crazy. Don't get me wrong, the Riddler is absolutely insane, but he is not a serial killer, and neither is the Penguin. And to kind of have them, you know, align and be evil that way through that lens, I feel that, like, it really undersells the value that the characters have from the source material. So you're basically selling us an idea of the characters that is nowhere near as good enough as they are and, and, uh, initially. You know, yeah, this is kind of a comic book fan coming out, but, like, I find it really annoying that they're trying to play this as a very interesting character. When they're just like these two-dimensional Saw characters. It's like, yeah, we're going to kill him. It's like, wh- why is that supposed to be in- engaging? Why is that supposed to be scary or whatever? Like, And why are they like that? Like, what about killing gives them that kind of thrill? And it, it, it's, it's extremely ill-defined, and it's repetitive as all hell. And I've really had it with that. I've really grown sick of that. They've sold out, you know, the actual characters of Edward Nigma and Oswald Cobblepot and replaced them with, well, they're bad guys in Gotham, da 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 by killing people, and they're, they're 
their entire their, their scenes together was basically like you know I kind of liked how the the Riddler was giving a speech about you know uh, you know he handed Penguin uh, a, a magnifying glass and told him to start a manhunt for his nuts but like th- th- them coming together like first and I talked about this in the last episode I don't like the whole the, the goofy character who kind of hops up and down smiling and laughing and then, then, then like chopping someone up to bits and that was all over this episode every person who, who, who killed someone else in this episode was like a, was like a D-list carbon copy of the Joker and it's and it's it's infuriating because it just it just shows that they don't know how to write different characters they don't, they don't know how to tell a Batman esque story other than showing that and that's not really reflective of the nuance and verisimilitude that the, that these characters can give you. Um, plus, the two of them together. Yeah, wait, wait, not wait, wait, did you say verisimilitude? No, I said verisimilitude. Wasn't that like um? <laughs> Uh, to 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 do a callback, like one of the words that he used in your reviews on Crawlspace that Jr. made fun of you for. Yeah, but... he he said like you broke your vermicellitude. <laughs> it's an actual word. I just learned some of these kids, but uh, I will I will say this for finishing up my point. I, I hate all that, but like uh, I did get a very strong slash uh vibe off of uh Riddler and Pickle. and I, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's kind of that's 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 fun. Um. But like well, a lot of times, now that he and Jim are broken up, you know he's got to go somewhere. Well, a lot of times, like, like the, the the way that Robin Lord Taylor's, and I, this is not because Robin Lord Taylor's gay, like, but the way that like he was acting, the the Penguin kind of being like a very like, uh, if you're a fan of anime, there's there's this term called sundere, where like there's a very like you know hot and cold persona that you know can be broken down to for a love interest. And I was feeling that a lot with with Penguin's reactions to Riddler, and Riddler just you know kind of cheerily trying to wear him down. So, if they started kissing, they'll probably make the episode better, but alas, it didn't. If they, if they but, started um, kissing, like, that would have been all over the internet today. Like, like, like <laughs> even, like, people that wouldn't have, like, watched the show, like, the right-wingers would have been going crazy, you know, and um, it... Uh, maybe I should rephrase that. Certain sects of people would be going crazy, like, you know, and, and, like, and getting very angry. Like, <laughs> this would be getting talked about all over the place. Like, <laughs> it would set the internet on fire. <laughs> I mean, like, if, if Fox wants to prove that Gotham's a very, you know, uh, diverse show, which they're not with this episode, I don't know, killing off all the black people. have sex with everyone of every gender. Like, <laughs> I think their point's proven. Uh, no. But, uh, <laughs> I think, I think that, uh, that would have been an interesting way to go. And I, I don't think, I, I don't think I'm looking into that. I don't, I don't think that, like, that's, I don't know if that's, that was intentional, but I think you can easily pick up a, a certain yaoi vibe <laughs> from their scenes. Um, but what? So, but you didn't like. You did not like. Uh, I didn't. I, the, I did not feel that their chemistry was there this episode, and like, it's almost. Uh, I don't. I okay. Here's the thing. At the end of the last episode, what got me excited is not only were these two meeting, but this wasn't like you know a casual meeting. You know, like the like in season one, like they were both in very very desperate situations. And what annoys me in a show is if, like, if characters talk as if, like, you know, the weight of what's going on around them isn't there. And when, they, you know, like, Penguin's doing his whole, like, oh, just kill me now thing, you know, like, rolling his eyes, like, isn't this guy annoying? As if, like, you know, mere hours ago or whenever it was, like, both of them weren't, like, in the woods, like, desperate, like, on their last, you know, legs. That's what I thought this was going to be, like, two desperate people in a desperate situation, like, being thrown together and forced to survive together. And here it was two guys, like, casually at an apartment, like, come – okay, I have to tell you something. I love killing – I did like the part where he's like, I've committed three murders. Oh, God, that feels so good to say out loud. By the way, when he's like ah! – <laughs> I, I, I thought that that was an – even though I don't like, you know, murder or riddler, I did like his reaction, like, oh, that feels so good to finally say out loud. But like – you notice how he's like the love of my life, Miss Kringle. She's the love of his life, but like he still doesn't call her like Kristen. You know, like yeah, he's, he's, he's a socially socially adept, inept moron. Oh, okay, that all being said, I think that Corey Michael Smith was really. He could tell he was really having fun with the, with with the material they were giving him. Like he was he was constantly pleased with himself and how he was acting because he felt free and he, we don't see Ghost Riddler anymore so I guess that they kind of fused to, to create one entity so they, they fused at the end of one of the recent episodes didn't they 
or you know, which it was a scene that I liked, where like you know the thrill of getting caught, you know, like, like how did it feel? It felt beautiful. That was great. That was brilliantly acted and very pretty well written. But again, they've de- they've devolved onto like you know, well he's a Batman villain, so I guess they all want to be murderers. And let's, by the way, let's send every one of them at Arkham because why not? Which is another pet peeve of mine. <laughs> Better send Barb. Well, Barbara belongs in Arkham. Like, yeah, I. Like, maybe now that they're past, like, whatever point that, you know, they were in this episode, like, they'll get to where I want them to go. But I was, like, severely let down. I keep on joking about United Underworld, though. Like, <laughs> let's have a bunch of teases like that, the way that they did on Smallville. Like, you know, <laughs> thanks for helping By the end of the season, I, I want them, like, flying on, on gigantic umbrellas. <laughs> thanks for helping me, you know, uh, Riddle Man. Who knows? Maybe one day we'll unite. In an underworld, you know, and then like Jeff Johns will write the epic episode, you know, like Justice or United, <laughs> with like Carmen B. Condova, Corey Michael Swift, Robin Lord Taylor, and uh, who whoever the f is like the Joker this week, it'll be. God, what did they get, Mark? You know what? Get Mark Hamill because he was on um um the Flash. <laughs> Mark Hamill, he's sixty years old. I don't he'll care. He'll be eighty five when 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 uh Duffy was out as Batman. You know what? Like this show's already playing Lucy Goosey. Why not? <laughs> yeah, he'll be old man Joker or like just like CGI. No, don't CGI. <laughs> <laughs> CGI the show. <laughs> <laughs> or like <laughs> you're mad. <laughs> They they just like you know use footage of him like when he looked like Luke Skywalker like actually use footage of him from the 1977 Star Wars but like dub his current voice over it like <laughs> this is the craziest thing you've ever said on a podcast Uncle Owen let's say a lot Emperor <laughs> like him so, they're so desperate to get, they're so desperate to get the Joker that they hire. Uh, octogenarian uh, Mark Hamill spent money to, oh, to, on, to, to, to animate his 1977 self and then paint him up as the Joker. <laughs> what, why would they do that? <laughs> That's like four different steps other, other than just hiring a guy and giving him a script. Mark Hamill's 64 years old. That is hardly octogenarian. Yeah, that's right. He's a sextagenarian. <laughs> that's just plain old mean, man. That's just plain old mean. <laughs> Think about what you said. Let's hire this guy, color him up where he used to be, and then change him from that to be the Joker for, for a twist. Almost, well, he wasn't really the Joker the entire time. Luke Skywalker. Just, like, carefully edit in, like, footage of him in Star Wars to make it look like it's, like, him as the Joker. Like, I'm trying to imagine... There's no way like, to Corey- carefully edit it in. You have to hatchet work that in. Corey Michael Smith is, like, how are we going to, you know, like, defeat Galavan, you know, like, if his stronghold's like this, and then, like, cut to, like, Luke Skywalker. Hey, I used to bullseye romp rats in my T-16 back home. They're not much bigger than two meters. This is blue material, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> like, this, this still might be the main body of the show. When we, when, we, when we run out of our minds, yes. All that being said, do you have anything else to say about Riddler and uh, Riddle Man? Um, I will say that, like, like I, I don't know if this is intentional, but his that apartment or wherever he's in, it does doesn't look entirely unlike Jim Carrey's apartment in Batman Forever. I, 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 I've of thought all. of that too. Yeah. And 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 that like and I always think of that one song, the puzzler, the gamester, question mark man. You know, actually, now that I think about it, when you compare the Jim Carrey Riddler to this Riddler, that Riddler did also get off killing his boss, um, Egg Bagley Jr. Like, guess what I did today? And then like he kind of like, he kind of used that to start his uh supervillain career. So maybe like they're kind of going off of that. He did them a lot more in the first season. But like, Riddles really are supposed to be him. his bread and butter, and I, like, and they completely abandoned that for like you know super villainy murder guys. But like he, Edward Nigma lives to prove his genius and confound people, and like they've just not they've just been completely ignoring that. I part, would like know, him whatever. to be like um, a secret informant for like the Penguin or something. Like like maybe like you know the pe- like he can help the Penguin plan his stuff because he's smart. And now that you know Butch is you know not working for Penguin anymore, there's that possibility. Now that being said, where the f did Edward Nigma get Galavan's like right hand man? Yeah, that that's again that smacked of gratuitous violence, which we we, we didn't see. But how, how did he but, capture him? How how did he have the resources to capture him? Well, how do you, how, how, how I 
every time he kills somebody, it's always an, either an accident or like he just gets a drop on them. But like this guy, he he just goes out and gets like you know a mafia heavy and says, oh I I can just pick him up you know and bring him to you because I'm the necess- necessitation of the plot. Like it's 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 very weak and I don't I I object to the idea that he could just up and do this as a I don't know. Oh, by the way, there, there is a line where it's like, what happened to my clothes? Oh, they were torn. And I was like, wait, so the Riddler dressed him? Well, there's a scene where, like, this is, this is Robin Lord Taylor, like, like, looked under his blanket to see if his pants are still there. <laughs> I might have missed that. Yeah, so. Yowie, says I. <laughs> I want them to be in <laughs> there. Never mind. <laughs> what, what, what's, what's their shipper name? Uh, uh, question mark feathers? Or, 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 uh, Ridangan, or like, uh, let me think of their first well, name. Well, if, like, if, 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 if they have, like, like Ed, I think Ed, if, they, if they have, like, costume I guess names. Edwald or something. Uh, Edwald. <laughs> My beautiful baby, I shall name him Edwald. So, other shenanigans going on. And let's go, you know, like, uh, Gordon lasts, you know, since he has one of the You want to do a, a Bruce Wayne? Yeah, Bruce Wayne, because he's... Really First have... of all, we got, we got to talk about that solicitation, because like, I was listening to the episode uh, previously, and when we read the solicitation, we were like, you know, Bruce pushes Galavan for answers on his parents' killer. Yeah, no. Well, not even technically of. through Silver, because he was like, you know, because he, he was getting Silver there to try and like get her to talk to Galavan, but like, I love the scene where um, Alfred's like, oh, going to bed then. So, good thing I sent that car home. Wait, what? And then Alfred, like, pulls out the keys, and Bruce, like, looks in his bathrobe pocket, like, for the keys, like, how on earth did you do that from across the room? <laughs> yeah, like a boss, Alfred. You still have things to be teaching him. I, yeah, I kind of called that scene when I was watching it, but it was still a nice scene between... I, I like seeing competent Alfred. Um, I, I, I almost forgot about this. <laughs> Silver St. Cloud invited Bruce to a hotel with her. <laughs> Huh? <laughs> are, we, are we supposed to take that a certain way, or? Um, I, I think that you could definitely see it that way, but it's not definitive. Like, like I wouldn't say like it's canon that she was going to have sex with him, but I think that like the promise or the temptation of Invitation. sex might have been there for like a teenage boy his age. Um, how old is the character of Bruce Wayne supposed to be, though? Because the actor's like fourteen, right? The um. In the letter that Thomas Wayne wrote, he's like, you should be 12 by now or something. I don't know, but, like, he said 12, but for all we know, like, he wrote that letter, like, a year before he was shot and Bruce was 13. Like, they, they've kind of been vagueish on his age, so. He's definitely the oldest he's ever been when his parents were shot, though. That much is true. <laughs> yeah, well, hold on. Because he's, he's usually, like, 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 anywhere between 8 and 10. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think I heard 12 somewhere at one point, but it's been a while. It's like I mean in year one he was six, but like it's it, it's it, the canon the canon age is pretty much eight years old until like you know a, a jackassy reboot or something. <laughs> well, I know the DCAU they say he was eight more than once. Um, well, and... like, isn't there that like one episode of Justice League where everyone's like being a kid's fun? I sure love being a kid. Yep, we sure had a good day. What do you think, Batman? I haven't been a kid since I was eight. Yeah, and, uh, which I don't point out oh, very, like, you know, vulgar hand motion. <laughs> and Diana was like, Jesus Christ, Batman, get off of it. Buzz Killington. <laughs> uh, Silver is, like, really trying to, she's like, I have Bruce Rector on my little finger. Like, they've not really developed her beyond, like, you know, a uh, femme fatale. A where, where, where's your, where's your Where is your head at with her at this point? You know, they use the name Silver St. Cloud because and, – and I'm glad that they used, like, someone's name as opposed to, like, calling her, um, I don't know, like, Daisy McDaisy or something. You know, like, like you know, yeah, use a canon person. I don't care. Like, to me, Silver – I said this before when she was introduced. Silver St. Cloud is not some sacred cow for me. So, like, okay, she's evil. You know, like, I, I don't – care but that being said it's she's not being developed but it doesn't necessarily bother me because the original character wasn't one who was all that fleshed out to me either so 
I'd rather have well, them learn her than that, like, like, if, How much you said before that you like them using original characters so they so they can save on the original character or so they can save on the comic characters? Yes, there's that. There's the it's a case by case situation. There's advantages and disadvantages. Like I like, but when it comes to like a role like this where it's like Bruce Wayne's child girlfriend, you know, like. She's minor enough that she can die, as opposed to somebody like you know Edward Nigma, who you know they're not going to kill, like as a as a series regular, like where their story can go anywhere. So I, I like a mix of new characters and traditional ones. And it, if it's a role like Bruce Wayne's girlfriend, I guess I would rather have it be you know like a Julie Madison or um, a Portia Storm, who's also Julie Madison, or a a, a Linda Page than a. Uh, you know, Amy. Linda Page is probably the most obscure girlfriend he's ever had for the comics. They could just use her. Because Silver State Cloud was actually like you know in in modern comics. <laughs> yeah, getting beat up and being accused of being a robot. I bet that Kevin Smith's Batman is like. Well, let's, let's forget Dark Detective, where her uh, fiance had his hand, his arm ripped off. He's like Silver. I need you to like be with your fiance until he's healed. Then you and I can get back together. Um, no. But anyway, um, I do love Selena showing back up at the end, like, because, like, she's not letting this go, and, like, and, and she apparently has evidence this time around, which, like, after that last episode where she, you know, kind of came in half-cocked, that is the smart thing to do, to, like, come back with evidence, especially because she does care about him, because they really do loves each other's. OTP. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's all um, I have to say about nowhere. That. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I, I, I am a little. I, I do think it's a little weird, though, that like he's not a little more suspicious of her because you know, hey, your uncle turned out to be this evil guy that got arrested. So, like, yeah, okay, yeah, th- that is a bit like he. He at no point is he even, even kind of you know ruminating over Galavan being arrested by Jim Gordon, the most trustworthy man in the city. Like, he completely ignores that. Like Alfred, he has evidence. He, he surely he surely wasn't lying because he's not a crook. Like, that was a little dumb on his part. Like, they're writing the character to be stupid. Like, at no point is even, like, kind of, like, you know, wondering uh, whether he was telling the truth the whole time or not. Of course he was telling the truth. Why? Because I want him to be. Yeah. So, that's... I didn't like that part of it as much, but I like the Selena thing, and I like, you know, Alfred taking the keys from Bruce, but otherwise, uh, there wasn't that much to this for me. Uh, well, there wasn't that much they gave us, really. Um, what do you think about the death of um long established um Gotham character um Parks? That uh well uh, I fucking hated that. <laughs> I because that, that 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 killed the episode for me. First of all, uh I I I have mixed feelings on the fight in the uh, in the room. I liked it, but it got brutal fast. Where you have that forensics officer get his throat slashed, completely slashed. Like I have not seen that on like cable TV before. That's that's the I I don't know I don't know how you feel about that, but I feel that like slitting someone's throat is like extreme violence. And yeah, they cut off people's arms or whatever, you know, in Penguin's house or the flashbacks. But those are so over the top that like they don't really register with me. So I guess it's a personal thing. But um, I thought that the fight was violent to begin with. The character is played as this, like, you know, very, like, kind of shaking in her boots rookie that Gordon constantly says, you know, Parks, you did good. You know, you're going to be a, a fine cop one day. And they kind of, when he, when he says that at the, near the end of the episode, I'm like, I'm waiting for this episode to end just so she can live. Because it's just, just frankly unpleasant. And then, like, when they, you know, dra- you know they drag out the same, okay, Flamingo, let's go. And he, like, just, like, chomps on her throat. And these incompetent fucking police can't, like, you know, at least bash him on the skull so he can stop. Like, somehow that's impossible. And the actress is like, ah, ah, has her eyes all bugged out. I was like, I, I, honestly, to be completely honest with you, Josh, I, I wanted to turn it off. Because this wasn't... I kind of get the point that, like, you know, the whole point of that part was to have Gordon be... It's like that issue of Daredevil where he saves Bullseye, where, like, uh, Barnes is telling him, you know, there is no line... They're just men in actions, and Gordon decides to let them let him live. And later on, that decision to let him live costs him a cop's life. But I didn't. I I feel that like that was okay. That was written in there. But at the same time, this show was really, really feeling itself on the terrible violence of it. Like that scene where he's just gnawing on her on her throat was was that was that was horrible. 
And it was horrible, and like you know, obviously in a story way, in a general way, but also it, it, I felt that like the, the like the camera was just really, really, really getting off on showing that, and I I, I wanted to turn it off. You know, I'm not sensitive to violence. It's not you know I can't take violence, but like I felt that like I was being advertised. Isn't this I don't know? Isn't this extreme? Isn't this dark? Isn't this brutal? Don't you love it? Kind of thing. And I, all I could, all I had was, for for that scene was a middle finger. And it's a kind of comment on the, on my problem with the episode. Like, I like it when when, when I, I like dark stories. I, I like violent stories. When, when the story propagates, like I love knock knock because the stakes were high and stuff was happening and the violence was necessary. But this felt like it really was using violence as a way to, uh, you know, uh, pretend it had a, a deeper plot. Like that whole speech with Barnes, like you know, like 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 you know, I was in the war and. There's this kid, and I just blew his head off. Oh, that's when that's when I learned there is no line. That, what? R- what? Really? Okay, so this guy just kills a kid. In, in, I guess I guess in the heat of a, in a adrenaline rush, and we're just supposed to like that, like that's not cool. <laughs> that's that's awful. That's that's horrible. Good God! So that sets up Gordon not being the same as Barnes, I suppose. But but implicitly, like 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 there's an implicit. Uh, thesis that the show has where like you know that was a wrong decision to make you should have killed him against the law because he just killed this you know this new bio young cop that the show loves doing oh and by the way you add that plus the cop at the very end who's just canonized by the order of St. Dumas and this show hates black people but just generally speaking it's just like this, this hey 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 this show has a history of black people who you know are not killed off or written off I mean look at classic characters like Fish Mooney, Crispus Allen, Renee Montoya. I'll go home Lucius now. Fox. Lucius Fox. <laughs> we'll talk about him later because somebody wrote in about him and made some good points. But like, I, I just, I just, okay. You Felix Leiter. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, you, you hear me on this podcast specifically, but you can probably infer from other shows. Although I, I really don't try to mi- try to state this because. When, when, whatever political wing you are, it is uncomfortable when people just kind of put that out there. I do, I do tend to lean left, I, I, I politically, and I've said before that like because the Fox Network is producing this, I feel that there are certain political elements or social elements that lean one way that I disagree with. And I, 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 we talked about this last season with like the Renee and Montoya kiss. I know that you've you've defended it, saying, "Well, we see her make out with the other people later on," but I feel I feel that's that's in service of a different of a different end. Uh, and this one, I feel that like they're, and I've said, I, this is the main point of this episode. And this is why I, I will not be watching this if it wasn't for the podcast. It's just really, really trading on violence. It feels, I, I swear to God, this whole show feels like they watched The Dark Knight, and that's all they took from it was the fact that the Joker killed Michael Jai White and missed the fact that like we actually don't see what he does to him. It's like wow, that was dark. That was brutal. That was I never saw that in the Batman story before. And, like, they missed out all the stuff that actually makes it more of a Batman story than people tend to remember. And it's like, all we're watching is, like, this pale imitation of Batman's world. And, you know, I, I'm 26 years old. I don't need to have my personal vision of Batman on the screen the way I want it. I, I, I've had enough versions of the character in different mediums that I'm quite satisfied. I don't need to watch anything, any other movie or television show again. I really don't. That's why I wasn't really interested in watching the show to begin with. But if I'm sitting down and watching the show and they're selling us, you know, the story of... Gotham City and its characters. I get that it's dark and corrupt and violent, and there needs to be uh, digging your way out of it. But there comes a point where I can tell they really enjoy showing the worst side of it, like in a sickening kind of way. And again, I, I've, I've seen a lot of horrible things in my life. I mean, there's some, there's some disgusting anime out there. <laughs> yeah, for there the kid. <laughs> in terms of in terms of like 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 like, like the characters' world. I feel, and again, I know I'm a fanboy, so this does, this only carries so much weight. But I feel there's a serious misappropriation that has a lot of bad consequences. They they come off as really ignorant and really immature, and the way that they kill off certain characters, the way that they glorify they're glorifying violence. I feel that this show glorifies violence in a way which isn't abdicated by the story, because the story they're telling ultimately isn't that complex or or quite honestly well told. And I know that like that doesn't really register with you. I, I can tell. I know that listeners are probably like you know, God Donovan, get over yourself. Uh, that that that's probably true. But personally, I just I was just so pissed when that when that cop died because I knew it was going to happen. 
But, like, I just wanted it to be over, and it just, it just didn't stop happening. And it's like, okay, this show is just really just 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 choking its dick over doing... I think probably have to cut that out. Over, over showing scenes like that. And between that and the fact that they chose a character like the, like the Pink Flamingo, who is a car- uh, cannibal from the Grant Morrison run, it's like, there's no nuance on these bad guys. They're all the same type of bad guys. And not even the presence of Michelle Gomez can really, can really uh, uh, allow for... You know any acceptance in these kind of characters? I mean, what? Tell me the difference between the flamingo and Waldo in the in this story. They're the same kind of type of personality, and it's like that kind of like repetition. Well, Waldo gave really... an excuse to do that elevator thing one more time before, like, well, I, I think the elevator thing has another year or two before it becomes a cliche. It's not a cliche yet, but like, I thought it was cool on Community. I thought it was cool in Winter Soldier, you know, and it was fun here, but like. I'm seeing it more and more in different well, no, action no, no, things. That, so that's, like, that's been a trope for a while. I mean, that, that was in Die Hard three. That was in the Untouchables. I mean, like, ah, like okay. fights in the elevators. That's not in. in but and of like, itself, but like the structure of the fight where like it's the people standing. Then all of a sudden, surprise! The person in the elevator is trying to kill them. Like, is it like yeah, that exactly. in those? I, I haven't seen those movies, so like, it's all new to me. Well, not new. well, like like, like uh, in in the Winter Soldier, Death or a Die Hard three in the Untouchables. It like once the door shuts and like the elevator starts going, then like there's tension and there's a fight. Rather than like you know, uh, well that's that's what happened here. It's it's, I wouldn't say it's a cliche, but it is an action scene trope that uh, is not new to the Winter Soldier. Well, I I didn't mean to imply that the Winter Soldier started. I'm sure it's been around before then, but like, it, it's where I started noticing it more and more and more like there. And then like I know in Community they said that they did it as a tribute to the Russo brothers. If you guys haven't seen any of the paintball episodes of Community, go watch those because they're awesome. Do you, I, 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 I doubt this, and it's, it's fine because you know we're different people. Do you have any thoughts or responses to my rant I just had right now about the overabundance of violence? Because there, there was a lot of points that you hit up in there, like like which uh, which point? Well, like I I I don't think it'll, uh, I, yeah the, the the idea that like they glorify violence and that violence they glorify violence in, in instead of actually telling a. Right. actual story. Um, I think that there is storytelling in Gotham, but, I mean, do they lean heavily on violence for shock value? Yeah, I think that they did a lot more. Li- I mean, to me, this isn't as shocking as, like, you know, Fish Mooney, like, pulling her eye out last year. Like, I think that there was more gory stuff either at the beginning of this season with, like, the Wunderslaw or whatever, or... <laughs> which is ridiculous. I would say, I would say like, like, I'm not trying to say that it's, 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 like, worse than ever. I'm just saying, like, you know... It's to a point where it's so common. I'm, I'm a little desensitized it's, it's, to it, which which maybe plays into your point. Well, I, my thing is, it's, it's so common that I'm recognizing that like it shouldn't be happening. The story that they're telling doesn't require it as much as they're showing it. You know what I mean? Like you can tell the story without, without without having it be this way. Some stories. Now, now again, knock knock. I felt that that was absolutely that was obviously warranted. But in this episode, it it it, it wasn't. Quite honestly. And, and, and seriously, one guy takes out four cops in, in, inside the cars. Like, like, come on. He's Gordon, and he's awesome. And yeah, yeah. I mean, it, Flamingo actually kind of sickened me a little bit, which um, I guess Gotham is supposed to do. Like, and, and the actor that they got to play him, you know, had a big part in that. Like, <laughs> I, I was actually a little like weirded out and grossed out, which doesn't happen to me often. <laughs> so I guess that the show accomplished its thing. Um, there was something else in the Gordon plot that I thought was worth. Uh, Barnes's speech. You have anything else about Barnes's speech? Honestly, I was like, I was barely like paying attention. Like, sometimes because of the society that we live in now, like where like we always are connected to something. Like when Barnes is doing a speech, that's when like I have the other window of my computer open and I'm checking my email. Or, you know, or like, like something oh, yes. like that. Like, like, I'm going to be straight with you. Like, maybe that was some integral plot point that will tie into the season finale where, like, Barnes, like, you know, and, and Alicia Masters finally get married. My God, if, if they strong, have Olivia like, uh... Pope come onto the show, like, she could legitimately have, like, an on-screen reunion with Michael Chiklis. That would be amazing. <laughs> That'd be a... I... <laughs> who, who the heck would she play on this show? I thought that there was a legitimate, like, uh, uh, they were trying to evoke Alfred's speech from the Dark Knight about you know being in Burma and chasing after like the guy who's throwing away the, uh, the, the rubies. Down, down. Or a forest. Yeah. Well, I mean, not so much that, but like 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 that 
that story that Alfred was telling was was meant to show that like, some people are just crazy. Where in, where in this one, Bart's like, you know, like like the, this idea of a moral line is imaginary, and there's just the law and what, how and if we choose to obey it. But it did so by completely like I don't know if they're trying to justify it, but like they in, invite the idea that like Barnes killed a, killed a kid in cold blood just because he had he had he had nerves, and I feel that like 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 that's that's not. That's the, the, if I said that to you, how would you react? Like, like just you know, the point is. I check my email in the other one. <laughs> 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 I, I feel that like they were trying to go for that kind of like, you know moral the story is, but they did that by 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 putting in this this sickeningly horrible thing that like this guy should probably be in Gitmo for. Quite honestly, like I, I never told anybody this because I would be in prison right now if I did. It's like, good lord, really? He's always like, <laughs> Michael Chiklis was all about Gordon, you know, when he like first came to town. But now, like, Gordon's like disobeying his orders like every episode. Like, he's like, Gordon, like, like Michael Chiklis he's is lost his freaking mind. Like, like trying to throw the guy off out of the window. And, and, like, he's like, I gotta go. I, I'll be right back. I gotta take a leak. And he like goes back in the room. Like, Gordon, he, you just set a witness on fire. It was him or me, sir. He, he was a paraplegic. He had no access to killing you. He knew where Galavan was. He's been in a coma for ten years. <laughs> I had to do it. Speaking of comas, uh, Barbara Keene's in a coma, and she may never wake up. Why? She didn't fall from that high. That was like five feet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that that was some cold shit from Jim. Like, not that like Barbara dinner. It's like, would you like to ride with her to the hospital? No. And then Lee's like, so you went to see Barbara? And I was like, yeah, but he shut her down by not riding with her. But I do love Lee saying this isn't a jealousy thing. This woman is like bad news and I don't want you yeah, involved. Yeah, me too. Like, I, I like that because I know I say this every week, but I'm glad that like this is not a Smallville relationship that they're having. Like there, There's trust in its adult stuff. And even when they're fighting, he's like, let's talk about it tonight or we can talk about it now. Like. So you know, so far, so good with that. But again, um, you know, Bullock's I think, I think, I think, I think Leslie's – so. Leslie is a. She, I don't know if she does much, but when she does have a scene, she's well written. She's not female character. She's like you know realistic woman. <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, that that is refreshing to see on a program like this. However, you know it would be nice to have Bullock along for some of these rides. You know, instead of you know Red Shirt Rosa and Bullock ben was Grimm. off getting married. Yeah, why would be funny? Like Bullock's, like it turned out that like Bullock, like the reason why we haven't seen him is like he's been off getting married, and like by the end of the season, it's like, by the way, Bullock, how's your wife and son? That's right. That's why I've been busy this year. I got married, and we had a son. Ah, good old you know Harvey Junior. He's doing well. Do you think they'll they'll ever get back to that woman though? This it it took them so like much. a year to get back to her the first time. Not a year, but like a long time to get back to her. So. I mean, we after more examination, there's so much other stuff that they should get back to before they get back to her, so it doesn't really matter to me. Um, there was something else with the gym plotline. I'm trying to remember. It's been a little. Oh well, let, let's talk about the whole. You know, um, you know, and Tigress. She she went after Jim when she wasn't opposed to because you know. Yes, she went to Missy. Uh, and she's. <laughs> I, I I have a man that needs killing. I have no the frame doctor? of reference no. for this. <laughs> Okay, in in Doctor Who, uh, aside from the Daleks, his worst enemy is a fellow Time Lord uh, who goes by the name of the Master, and they knew each other since they were children. And in this current incarnation, the Master regenerated to a woman uh, who uh, who goes by the name Missy, and she is freaking awesome because she's she's funny and she's great and she's evil and she's played by this evil-looking, awesomely sexy actress Michelle Gomez, who like who who can't help but look the same way as her character, even even uh, in promotional photos. And uh, she was a Scottish woman who was, like, you know, kind of hiring assassins to uh, get Jim going. Uh, listen up, y'all! Or whatever. Like, like a job's not done till it's done, or whatever. I can't do her, do her accent. But uh, it's just killing Like she, the, the way that she's playing this character is exactly the same way as she does in Doctor Who. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really have much of a reaction to her because... Um... I know you love her, but, like, she didn't really do much for me this episode. She was just kind of there saying, you know, kill She didn't, she didn't do, do much of anything. Either. I mean, and this plot, like, was very much filler because it was like, you know, oh, I told you not to kill him. Well, he hurt Barbara. Oh, that, yeah. We, we should talk about that. Like, 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 like undo it because he hurt Barbara, which that's the first time they've alluded to since the Jerome Part 3. 
Well, it's like you joked how at the end of that episode, um, you know, like Barbara's like with him, and she's like, "What? Yeah, I thought she loved only me." You know, uh, but so like, I mean, I guess that that was never important enough to follow up on. Who do you but, think will die first, Galavan or Tigress? Because we both know they're not long. Probably Galavan. I mean, because Tigress, Tigress is like. Tigress is such that she can be brought, like, you know, brought back as, like, somebody else's, you know, like, henchwoman or dragon. Whereas Galavan, like, serves a very specific purpose, and, like, once he's gone, he's gone. They said that they're adopted, right? Because Ta- Galavan's part of this whole, like, you know, Order of St. Dumas, Palarva, and um, she is clearly younger than him, and doesn't seem to be really engaged with the le- that, that, that element of the plan. She's just kind of like, she's basically almost like he's hired Maul. But they're siblings? Yes. Who share women's together? Well, hey, well, hey you know. <laughs> I'm mad at them for that. But, like, uh, it's, it's just kind of... The relationship is kind of top... Like, like, it's not... I don't want to say it's inconsistent, but it's kind of confusing. I don't really have much else to say about Gordon, Flamingos, and Dead Parks. Do you? Or... Um, I'm trying to think, like, 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 like they, they confront this whole, like, you know, Gordon has a dark side, which, whatever. They've <laughs> been saying that since, like, the first episode with Falcone, and, like, and then, like, even, like, Bullock's like, oh, you know, and, like, and they've alluded to Gordon, you know, did some real stuff in the army. And Here's the question, what's the point? Because he's not Batman, we don't know, we all know that Gordon's a great cop, we all know that he's determined to, you know... I almost crossed the line! Like, what do you mean crossed the line? As opposed to, like, all the thousands of people on the show that you've murdered. Well, we know that he's not gonna be corrupt, because he's the one cop in Gotham City that will never be corrupt until they ruin the show. But, like, I don't know, like, like, I don't think we, I don't think you need to pretend that that Gordon has a deeper shadow to make the character more interesting. We, we like him because he's Jim Gordon, we don't like him because he's really Batman. Like, screw you. I think it's to make it, like, you know, deep and more real and dark. But, I mean, like, they keep on talking about this inner darkness with him. Like, oh, no, he almost killed this guy. Or, you know, or he thought about shooting his ex-fiance last week who gutted her parents and, like, you know, cheated on him, you know, with his co-workers. Again, it feels like they're an idea of a story rather than, like, you know, exploring a story because, like... It's not, you know, I'm not saying because Gordon's in the dark side of the comics, but, like, it feels really false. Like... If Gordon went on a killing spree and became a vigilante, that's we'll, we'll talk. But, but before, <laughs> before then, Gordon on a killing spree. I love. It. He just starts shooting everyone. Like Lee comes up, Jim. We have to talk about you know this card I found from Barbara, and he just shoots her in the face. I'm done talking. Or like or like fish when she, when she kills Maroni. I am relaxed. <laughs> he talks like her. Takes a mask off his fish the entire time. <laughs> That's right. It's been me this whole time. You love doing that voice, don't you? <laughs> I miss I don't miss fish, but I miss the voice. I, I, I don't I miss the voice, but I, I like fish. <laughs> I miss her doing Falcone is a weak old man. <laughs> and, I see I I have a comic right in front of me on on the back there's there's an ad for the Gotham first season DVD and I'm seeing fish right now. It's like oh the good old days when she was providing us with useless scenes. <laughs> When um, there's this thing on the internet of like Jaden Smith's um like tweet tweet tweets because like they're hilarious and somebody made them into a bunch of post apocalyptic comics where like his tweets are like the narrative for like whatever's going on in this like panel like he's wandering the earth with his friend and it's like oh I found, see those we found the last tree and he's like trees never have like are never in bad moods and then like whenever I see those I'm I'm like this is Fish Mooney's so Son. Like Fish Mooney and the Fresh Prince had a baby, and it's this guy. <laughs> that's, that's literally what happened. Fish now Mooney and Deadshot had a story all about how my life got split. Turn- no, it's it, it's. I always say split, but it's flipped. actually split. My life got flipped, turned upside down. Um, <laughs> so Deadshot and Fish Mooney had a child, and and like his uncle is Carlton. <laughs> well, what a wait! How would that be his uncle? Well, I, I guess not in real life. <laughs> I was mixing. No, Kim. but like even the characters, because Carlton's not his brother. Carlton's oh, his cousin. cousin. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it'd be his like second cousin or something. DJ Jesse Justice, of course. All right. <laughs> in West Gotham, all in a race. In my nightclub was where I spent most of my days. <laughs> 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 when my umbrella boy, who was up to no good, started making trouble in the neighborhood. Oh, man. What the fuck are we talking about? 
<laughs> I can't think of a rhyme, but I was going to say something about how, like, he got shot off a roof or something. <laughs> like, oh, man. <laughs> so long! I saw, I saw this, this interesting fan art where, like, someone drew Gotham City in the shape of a crown and put it on Robert Lord Taylor's head and it was bleeding. That was, that was actually kind of a neat bit of fan art. Oh, okay. I'm the king of Gotham! Until episode five. <laughs> I've lost my empire. I wonder who the king of Gotham is now. Like, cut to, I don't know, uh, uh, Barbara Keen. Like, I will wear this crown. Ooh. Uh, anyway, so that was, what was it? That was a bitter pill to swallow. Uh, next week's, uh, before we talk, before we talk about next week's episode, let's read some of our, um, listener comments from last week's podcast. We have Michael Ridge, who was feeling a little shy because he's been writing in every week, but I, this is like my favorite comment that we've had for a while because it was very thought provoking. Um, oh yes. Yes. He says, I haven't commented for a few weeks because you guys sit on air. I was writing every week and I wouldn't want listeners to think I was a stalker. <laughs> Michael Ridge, there are no well, stalkers are, in but, the podcast you're, world. You're like, you listen, you subscribe. They, they are. We know their names, and we're not saying their names, but their names aren't Michael Ridge, so don't worry. So much last night's episode yet. Maybe some of these things have been resolved. You mentioned loose ends. Here are a few that have been bugging me. Galavan took one of Bonderslaw's body parts. He's the Wayne's corporate fixer. When will that come back to Galavan? Answer to your question. When, like, the senators that he kidnaps and, like, all these people who he kidnaps and, like, like yeah? Like, that's what I'm wondering. I.e., when, when will people start um, looking for these people? Is Vanderslaw dead? I have no idea. I have no idea. Like, because they took his eye. I mean, he could be dead. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just goes along with. I mean, which is why you know, like, not killing Bing Bong, you know, like, blew up in their face. <laughs> Boy, what a weird season we're having. Lucius Fox was working on Thomas Wayne's computer. I'm waiting for a progress report. You know what? So is Bruce, and so is the audience. Yeah, it's been like almost ten episodes since we've seen him. He's working really hard on that. But computer. they've been in the cave and they've not shown the guy. He's supposed to be a regular, right? Yeah, so sorry, Dent, and all he's done is like MC, you know, in a lecture. <laughs> yeah. Silver said she had Bruce wrapped up, but it didn't seem like help getting him, or it, but it didn't seem to help getting him to sign over the company. What's she doing now? Well, <laughs> invite him to hotel rooms. Although, like, okay, my theory with that was that Galavan had a much longer game in mind. But because, like, Gordon was on to him, he just sped things up. And, like, and he would have utilized Silver more. But even, I think Silver was still integral to his plan up to that point, too. Because Silver was kind of meant to ingratiate him more into the Galavan family. And make him feel more of a camaraderie with Galavan so he would sign over the company. Kill? I don't know. We'll find out next week. <laughs> I mean, you know what? Maybe. Because, like, she was standing there in that one episode where they're all talking. But where we thought she was Aaron Richards. She's like, when do I get to play Uncle Ward? You know, guy like... Uncle Ward. So, I mean, she's got to know. Well, she you knows she Uncle Ward or whatever. Because she's the ward. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and plus, you know, um, a good woman, you know... And a bad woman, too, let's face it, will confuse a man and make him do stupid things. So I, I'd say that was Silver's role. Um, this is one of the most important questions. <laughs> Why does no one miss Miss Kringle? She seems to have a lot of guys talking to her every day, like the high school football team, for real. Like, Yet no one comments on her missing work. Yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't like, you know, the, the job that she needs, like Betty Brandt style, like, like her not being there, mess up their files or whatever? I mean, I assume that she's not the only person who has that job, but people are going to be looking for her. And even, like, if you – they might not suspect that she's murdered, but when a person's missing, even if the cops know the boyfriend, they always go to the boyfriend first. Even if they don't think the boyfriend did it, they'll say, hey, you know, do you know anyone that, like, she might have gone to? Do you think she might be upset? Like, what do you think might be happening? He'd be questioned, and then, like, you know, Lee's, Lee's last conversation, which you brought this up to me on the phone, was that – uh was him saying that they just had a big fight. So, yeah, that's that's actually something very important. Like, he has to cover up her murder, at least with, uh, not Flass, but, like, you know, Lieutenant Douchebag, you know, he wrote a fake note. Yeah, I think that, like, honestly, if we, if we get to the mid-season finale and no one's commenting on her disappearance, which is likely, that that's a problem because there that should be a consequence from her being killed besides just Riddler, you know, having a mental orgasm. Oh, God. Okay, and then um, his last question is, and finally from season one, what's the secret of the Arkham real estate that Maroney and Falcone fought over? 
Um, I think it was more Indian Hills was wow. My echo's getting really bad. Um, Indian Hills was more of what they were fighting over. But well, okay, like Indian Hills was like this like secret thing that like we still haven't been resolved. But Arkham, I think that they kind of established like early in season one that Arkham, it was like a symbolic victory. Like whoever controlled Gotha, like Arkham, like that mob had like a, a, a more of a strong point because of like it's sim. There was land being built there, and they talked. This was in like the first like four or five episodes. I remember like. They were like all watching TV. That that was the episode with like the telescope killer. It's like, will you look into this telescope that won't stab you in the eye? Remember that? Uh oh, <laughs> the kaleidoscope guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had some pretty dumb villains. Yeah. So that's Michael Rich's comment. If you would like to leave a comment, go on over to the BatmanUniverse.net. Leave one, and if you're really lucky, we might read it. Especially if you leave it before. Record, especially if you read it before we record yeah, our next episode. Depending on the when it's episode, like as soon as you listen to the episode, make a comment because these episodes are coming out randomly. The next episode is called "The Son of Them." Gotham challenges a suspect. Oh, whoops! His name is not Gotham. <laughs> Gordon's name is Gotham now, just like Olivia Pope's <laughs> name is Scam. Com- Commissioner Gotham. <laughs> I'm like imagining like Marina Bacarin. Oh, Gotham! Why do you always have to be so you know like brave? <laughs> I gotta do. Gotham, stand down. <laughs> no, you stand. <laughs> you didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's Young Justice all over again. Gordon confronts a suspect. Gordon sorry, challenges a suspect linked to Galavan on the all-new Gotham Monday, November 23rd on Fox. Gordon confronts a suspect who's connected to Galavan, but falls short of obtaining any information. Meanwhile, Bruce gets one step closer to discovering the name of his parents' killer in the all-new Rise of the Villains, The Son of Gotham, episode airing Monday, blah, 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 blah. And I'm looking at the cast list to see any, like, special guests. Supposedly, Lucius Fox and Harvey Dent are going to be around, but, like... They might just be listed. Oh, hold on. Guess, guess. The mayor's going to be there. Um, Ellen Harvey's judge, Silver St. Cloud, Father Creel, and Tommy Flanagan as the knife. Ah, at last. The classic character, the knife, will show up. With Gilbert Godfrey as the voice of Lee's pet dragon, Puff. (laughs) (laughs) Lee! When are you going to tell Gordon about the secret? I'm trying, Puff, but there's just no time. Oh, God. <laughs> How are we going to face her again? <laughs> well, just imagine her naked, which will be easy to do after Deadpool. Oh, giggity, giggity, goo! Uh, I can't do it fast. I don't know. I, I, I heard that she gets naked in Deadpool. I don't remember where I heard that from, but... Sweet. Well, I mean, they're, they're, it's like an already goofy movie, so that might happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just... What kind of shit is she going to pull in that movie that, like... Compared to her stuff on Gotham, God only knows. Anyway, um, so we've both seen the preview for that. So Gordon's his usual. Like Barnes is again rolling his eyes at Gordon. Like Gordon, Gordon can't doing, punch someone in a he's, trial. He's doing crap. Or like, okay, okay, a cop who arrested somebody. The person gets gets off in court, and the cop punches him out. I'm sorry. Guess where Gordon's going? Directly to jail. Like I, I know that I know that they're not even going to mention that. Yeah, you know, because in Gotham you can do anything, you know, if the script says you can. But like seriously, like it's like also for I just wish they wouldn't do that, so I wouldn't have to talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I gotta say is yes. I, 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 it's like a sigh. Like I, I'm, I'm fucking tired, man. <laughs> I, mean, I, 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 I am too. I, I, I am too. I get it. I'm my best. Gordon's a rogue. Gordon's, you know, like you know, the. Gordon, 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 whatever. <laughs> <laughs> We're done with this. Yeah, I, I think that's a good time to call tonight. So until next time, or no, we got to wrap it up more. Um, I guess Silver is getting captured, so like we'll see more of her. Um, maybe that's Knife Guy. Whatever. I don't get. I, something, something will happen. I, we're being insanely apathetic, and I do apologize. It's never fun. Something will happen. Uh, it might lead into like a, a one of two parts because for the, the mid-season finale. Uh, we see Silver State Cloud scream, ah! and we don't know if that's legit or just acting on her character's part. So, um, it looks... It, it doesn't look that bad. I, I do like it when they show them screaming, so that might be fun. 
So until next time, this is Josh. This is Donna. And you've been listening to the Gotham Chronicle podcast. The kids at work today, like, um, while we were, um, like, waiting for, like, they had to do a PowerPoint, and while we were waiting for, like, the file for their PowerPoint to get sent, you know, there's a Minecraft, like, story video game that's at now, and they were, just to see how crazy it is, we were looking up, like, shipping threads for this, like, Minecraft video game, and, like, it's effing crazy, like, Minecraft has shippers now. <laughs> oh, are, are there characters in Minecraft? In the story mode, in the story mode there are. Like, Patton Oswalt voice is one of them. And uh, Catherine Tabor, Phil Lamar. Um, hold on. Oh, he's in everything. Uh, Minecraft story. I'll, I'll read you the cast list real quickly because it's actually it's the small cast list and it's semi impressive. Okay. You know who Catherine Tabor is? She's like a female voice actress that's been in a lot of stuff. I've actually heard of her. Longer than expected. Okay, let's see. Patton Oswald, Catherine Tabor, D. Bradley Baker, Dave Finoy. Oh, okay. Ashley Johnson. Maybe not Philomar. I thought Philomar was that guy. Uh, Martha Plimpton, Ryan Pushan, Scott Porter, Paul Rubens. <laughs> Paul Rubens is, is the villain in this. Take that, Penguin's dad. Billy West is the narrator. Okay. Corey Feldman? <laughs> he lives again. <laughs> okay. Well, go ninja, go ninja, go. <laughs> Wait, Corey Feldman was in that? What? Or oh no, Corey Feldman wasn't he one of the turtles? Donatello, yeah. Oh. We talked about this uh, this time this time last year. Oh, baby turtles. <laughs> Apparently, in the comics, like the Splinters joined the Foot Clan. Finally. <laughs> it was always going to be this way. Oh, uh, uh, when we were driving the kids to the water park a week ago, um, you know how, like, YouTube always has this thing, like, you know, this song for, like, ten hours? Like, I put on, like, um, th- one of the games that we play during the car trip is, like, whoever asks me to turn the song off first, like, loses. It's like a game of chicken. And I put on, like, the ten-hour version of, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the 80s theme song. And, like, the kid's like... Sweet? And the kid's like, this isn't my version of Turtles! But, like, yeah, sweet, but try listening to it for, like, 20 minutes. Like, it's fun and everything, but, like... Anyway, one of the kids of it, like... Boys have a lot of pride, like, they do not want to lose, but one of them finally, like, called Uncle, and he's like, ah, I can't take it anymore, can you play the modern Turtles theme? Where, like, you know, for some reason, like, um, Shredder's, like, an alien, like, if you've ever seen that one, and, like... I saw the first episode of this most recent season, and it was, like, extremely... Like um, they're in space, and David Tennant's a robot, and it's, it's not—it's not my version. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, 